This is the Mr. Chris M.I.E. Motivational Podcast, and we are on episode number 27. Let's do this! All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. Yo, what up, Nothing what up, can what, stop what, me, what, I'm what, all the way what, 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 what up? Everybody out there in podcast land, welcome to the MIE Podcast. It's episode number 27, and um, the title of this episode is called the three D's, the three D's. And when I talk about the, the, the letter D on each one, each one of these will lead you to success at whatever you do. Um, now it's kind of a lesson that we just learned. We actually just got back, um, about a week ago from Orlando doing the dance awards, which uh, shout out to the dance awards. So, Motivational again, and uh, th- this is actually the first time on this trip that my wife and I got a a mini vacation. Like we really got to uh, get relaxed, to get restored and renewed, which doesn't happen on dance trips a lot. Because you know, I mean, any kind of uh, show that you're doing, a recital or a competition or a convention, there's lots of stresses that come with the job. Uh, but this time, you know, because the Dance Awards is so focused on the class and the training, they spend the majority of their time in class. So the other teachers and the other choreographers got to pour into our kids, and we got to uh, relax. I mean, we we even said we got back. It's like, ah, I feel like we had a vacation. It's like, I think we did, too. So shouts out to the Dance Awards for, uh, you know, and that's the reason why we keep going, because we have that same vision, because we... It's all about training. Everything's about training. Every lesson, even these lessons that I'm going to talk about on this podcast today comes from basically when you when, when you are training in the discipline of dance. So really quick, let me just jump right into um, the podcast. Oh, if you listen to this podcast for the first time, this is the MIE podcast. It's attached to uh, the Hip Hop Dance podcast, and it's uh, a podcast that I do for dance teachers out there and mentors and people who are pouring into kids. And this is the part of it where I'm not talking about the dance moves, but I'm actually talking about some of the lessons because the motto of this whole podcast is dance lessons teach life lessons. And it's so true because everything that I learned needed to know in life, um, I learned through through dancing, through my teachers who poured into me, through different people that I dance with, and even now uh, through my students every day that I work with them, there's a new lesson that teaches me something, and as well, I get to share it with you on the podcast. All right, so I'll tell you where this podcast comes from. So we're there um, for a week, and I think it was the last day there. My wife leans over to me, and she goes, babe, one day, let me me get it right, too, because I I wrote it down after she said it. No, she said, uh, someday we will be relevant at the dance awards. And let me say it again. So we were already there at the dance awards. And we we did, you know, pretty good down there. But when it comes to being relevant, like there's people literally walking around, they are stars at what they do. I mean, you know, our kids will see them Wilson like, oh my God, that's such and such. And that's Travis Wall. And that I mean these people are the epitome 
at what they do. They are the top of the line. The people that you see on the world of dance and So You Think You Can Dance TV show, people that ch literally change uh, the dance world because they're that great at their craft. We're talking about being relevant just like they're relevant. And when I thought about that quote, I was like, man, I mean, were, were we not relevant? Did we do anything wrong? And it was like, no, no, we did great. Because you're, you're stepping into the Super Bowl of dance. And to even go in there and be recognized and, and, and uh, like get, get a high gold at, at your solo or, or group dance in the midst of all of these great dances is amazing. But my wife is like, all right, so that's step one. Step two is we're going to be relevant to the point where our kids walk around and be like, oh, my God, that's such and such. And that's, that's her and that's him. And so... The next note that I wrote down after she said that is, I was like, yes, it's going to start with, now we have a, a group of kids that we train, and they're called the minis and the juniors. They're the youngest ones in the, in the company. And we've already, like, if you listen to the podcast before, I talked about how we, we changed some things, even, you know, adding weights, and we're having them stretch and hold each other accountable and all those things. That's the first step, right? But then in order to go to the point where you are relevant, and here's what I wrote down. There's, there's three Ds, the letter D, that you have to do, and not just to become relevant at the Dance Awards. You have to do them every day. They have to become part of your daily habit. And I'm going to share them with you today. So here it is, the first one. The first one is you're going to have to make up in your mind that you're going to do it even when you don't feel like it. Let me say it again. And whatever it is, doesn't matter. Because it's not going to be the days when you're pumped and you're like, yes, I got this business idea and I'm an entrepreneur. And yes, it's going to be the days when you don't feel like it. And the reason I wrote that down is because I actually got this from my youngest daughter. She was out. She was all, you know, she was at the dance awards for the whole week. And the place where we were staying, they had a swimming pool that was right downstairs. So she would always go swimming, you know, whenever she got a chance. Her and her older sisters, they go down and swim, come back up. So thank God we made it through the competition part. So she did all of her performances and everything. But it was, I think it was the last day of classes that she had to take. And all of a sudden we get a phone call uh, from our, our, our older daughter and she's freaking out. And she's, oh, my God, I need y'all to help me. So we're thinking, like, what happened? They're downstairs at the pool. I hope she didn't, you know, drown or what's going on. So my wife just, I'm on the way. So she's running down the door. Comes back in, and our youngest one, her, her toe is just bleeding. So we're thinking, like, oh, my goodness, what happened? And so, you know, she's walking barefoot, and she steps. It was like one of those uneven, you know, little little rocks that they had or like the brick layout and the toe just landed right in there and just lifted the toenail right off. So the toenail's about to come off. So I'm like, ah, so I'm, you know, I was like, let me, let me go to CVS and, and let me get all the, all the ointments and the, and the wraps and the, everything I need. Um, so we do that. But the whole time I'm thinking like the conversation we had on the way back to the hotel was, you know, everybody was kind of recapping their day, and my wife always liked to ask, you know, what, what was the pit of your day? What was the peak? What classes did you like? And so, you know, 
the the youngest one, she's like, I loved everything. I love taking classes. I'm so excited, you know. And then so the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, oh man, it's I mean it's over. I mean it's a wrap. Literally, we just wrapped her toe, and it's a wrap because she will not be able to dance. She won't be able to put the pressure on it needed to to even take a, a, a successful class and be relevant, you know what I mean? Like we always tell the kids, you know, stay up front, uh, and, you know, be uh, nice to other people, you know, go full out every time. It's like that, none of that's going to happen. Like your whole toe is going to be wrapped up. You're not going to be feeling it, right? So I'm thinking the whole time, you know, and my wife, she's super positive. So she's like, oh, you'll be fine tomorrow. We're just going to wrap it up. You'll be able to take class. And I keep, like, kind of saying on the side, like, yeah, but if you don't feel like it, you don't have to take class. You know, I'm always like, yeah, but you'll be fine, though, you know. So we're doing that whole kind of thing. So we get up the next day. She, she wraps it. She's been practicing how she's going to walk on. She's been dancing how she's going to do it in class. And then she says... I'm, I'm going to take class. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm thinking, like, you do one little dance move, and that toenail's popping right off. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So I went to the class because, you know, me being super overprotective, I was like, if anything happens, you know, I want to be able to grab her, scoop her up, and, you know, take care of it right away. So everybody's like, oh, my God, your daughter's toes bleeding everywhere, you know. So I'm sitting in the back just waiting on something to happen. And uh, nothing did. But the thing that I did notice, she stayed in the front. She was kind of off to the like to the left side of, of the teacher. But I mean, every single time, every move that she could do on one foot, she was doing, and she was doing it better than most people in the room, with on two feet. You know what I mean? And just super into the class. And it was inspiring. Like it didn't. And it, it kind of hit me, not just as a dad, but as a motivator. As a coach, you know what I mean? I looked over, I was like, wow, this 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 little girl, seven years old, and for her taking this it wasn't a performance. It wasn't so somebody can say, Oh, you're so great, you're so amazing. It's so she can get the training and she loved the process so much that she did it anyway. So even right there, sitting in the room, I just I just took that note. Do it when you don't feel like it. Toe stubbed, toenail about to fall off. She did it anyway. And I was like, that's motivation, inspiration for all of us. Because I'm like, how many times do we, you know, when there's something that doesn't go our way and we just bail on it right away? Like, well, I'm not going to do it. Maybe it's a sign that I'm not supposed to do it. You know what I mean? But when, you, when you're trying to reach a goal, when you're trying to be successful at whatever it is, um, even for my dance teachers out there that listen to this episode, um, for you, you know, when you have your goals for your students and you might look out across the room and be like nobody's getting it it's not going how i thought it was going to go this year keep going with your training stay stay true to what you believe anyway and even teach your students the same thing you know, i had a guy give me a shout out on the podcast he says like these little nuggets he shares with, with his kids let them know i mean now when you're injured and here's, here's the thing, too. There's a balance on there because injuries are serious and they have to be treated. You know, you know, you can't be like you can't be like oh, oh, tough it out. You know what I mean? But they, they know people. Kids know their bodies. Like if you know, if, like if it's a knee injury and you just don't need to be on it 100 percent, don't be on it. Right. But it's not even about I'm not even doing the point just for the injury, because I was like, you know, I didn't want her to do it anyway. But the thing that stood out to me is like, man, that. That meant so much to you 
that you was like, I'll do it on one foot. And it's, I mean, I was the same way. There was a, a championship football, Little League football game that I wanted to play in, and I had the serious flu the day of the game and shouldn't have been playing. And my mother was like, no, you will not play. You know, we got to get this fever down, all that. And I said... I mean, almost like Michael Jordan in that game when he was sick. I was like, man, you can't hold me. I have to play this game. Because we were at, we were actually in Cincinnati, Ohio, and the game was played at Riverfront Stadium. So it was like a huge deal. Like, we were at a professional football. I was like, I'm not missing. I don't care how sick I am. I was like, afterwards, I'll, I'll, after this game, I'll come in, I'll lay down, take my medicine, do whatever. But it's like that, even at, at, a, at a young age, that's how much I wanted to play football. So I won't keep going on that point, but I'm just saying, if you want to be, like she said, we're going to be relevant. I was like, okay, well, we're going to have to train a group of kids that not when you get injured necessarily, but just when you don't feel like it, do it anyway. When you don't feel like coming to dance, come to dance anyway. When you don't feel like going full out, do it full out anyway. You know what I mean? You just, and here's the other thing too. Uh, I was going to do this for another podcast, but I'm not. I'm just going to tie it in. My oldest daughter, um, there's another lesson when it comes to, to do it anyway. It's, it's a great lesson on muscle memory because we always teach the kids, go full out. You know, whatever you do, go full out. When you're in practice, whatever you do in practice, it's going to come out on stage, right? So every time our oldest daughter does her solo, she goes full out. I mean, not playing. No, doesn't matter. We're we're rehearsal. She's still doing it like she's gonna do it on the stage, and she gets to the dance awards. And the craziest thing happens. She gets up there, and I noticed that she was kind of. It looked like she was moving slower than normal, but still, she was hitting like most of the moves. Little did I know, she told us afterwards she actually forgot her solo. It just, when she got up there, it, it left her. But here's the cool part. And she was saying, I mean, my wife's like, I don't know what that was. She did, I don't even know what she was doing. You know, she's not, she's gonna, she's not gonna get a good score, blah, blah, blah. She turns around and gets a high gold for that performance. And I told my wife, I said, well, you know, it's, there's something too when you do the same thing over and over, being consistent. There's something to that because what happened is now her body's going off of muscle memory. Bottles, her body, and she was even saying, I didn't even know what was next. My body was just kind of moving. So I'm like, but you know, that came from because when she was in rehearsal, she does it full out. So the muscle memory that her body has to call on is full outness. Now, if she was doing it half, if she wasn't doing what she was supposed to do in rehearsal, then that's where her body's going to memorize, right? It's going to pull from what she put into it. But she always put everything she had, even when she was rehearsing it, and so it was there for her when her mind forgot what she was supposed to do. Her body said, I got you. I'm going to keep going. So do it anyway. You don't feel like going, you don't feel like rehearsing. You don't feel like practicing to your fullest extent. You don't feel like practicing 120. Do it anyway. All right, that's number one. So that's the first D. The second one is you got to stay disciplined in your daily routines. You have to stay disciplined. Here's the thing that I noticed. When I looked around the room, not even in the dance room, we're in the hallway. Basically, everybody's getting ready, hair and makeup's getting done. But you're seeing the best of the best. And what are they doing? They're around doing crunches, push-ups. They're running in place. They're getting mentally focused disciplined enough to like whatever their routine was you can tell like they have a routine that they do to keep their body in top-notch shape 
they they did it then. And that's the thing that I know. I was like, man, we got to get to that point where that discipline is just who you are. It's not the coaches saying, uh, you know, hey, do some crunches. Hey, do some push-ups. Do some jumping jacks. Look alive. But it's like the, I didn't even see these guys, coaches and dance team, uh, choreographers saying anything. That they weren't running the dance. But you just seen it in their face. They was disciplined. They were like, man, I got to do 500 crunches before I hit the stage. Then I'm going to run my solo again. I got my own music in my headphones. I mean, you know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of our dancers, it's like they have cell phones, but it's like they don't have their own music. I have all the music. You know what I mean? I play it. But it's like you got you to gotta move from that, from depending 100% on your coach to taking that leadership and going, you know, no, this is my – craft this is my career and i'm going to be 100 percent. and so that's the second d discipline at all times we just did a, um, a showcase rehearsal yesterday and i said i looked, looked at the team and i was like i can tell that from the time we got back from orlando to now you haven't done any of the disciplines that you normally do when you're preparing for the show because now it's all the, the stretching and everything has gone out the door, but I can just see it when you run the dance. I don't have to guess. I can just look at you and go, oh, they, they, they haven't been stretching in at least a week and a half, right? So getting to the point, if you want to be relevant, because the people that are around you are disciplined to the point where it's what they do every day. It's who they are. And the last D is, is, is a big one. And it is, when you, if you want to be successful, at whatever it is you want to do, like recognize who the best in your field, recognize who they are and don't be delusional, right? Don't, don't expect. Now you want to expect to win. Yes. You want to be the best that you can be, but don't look at, I mean, look, these dancers down, like I said, I mean, Lex was down there walking around. He, he was a teacher. Year before, he was taking class. Lex won, so you think you can dance. Like, to think that you're going to get on the stage and beat him. Now, I will be able to tell when you run your solo. I can tell right away in practice if you can compete with the top 20 dancers in the, in the United States. Because you're doing it. On a daily basis, you're a beast. I'm like, wow, you know, but it's not, you can't be like, you know, man, I'm just going to outscore all these people who have dedicated their life to their craft. So don't be delusional, like realize who the best are and realize what you have to do to get there, but also respect the best, right? Look up to the best because don't think like, you know, like, like, for instance, we had one, one, uh, one of our boys place top 10 this year. But he's, like, when he's in the studio, he's top 10 material. He's the best in the room at our studio. No one can leap higher than he can. No one can, you know what I mean? His tumbling passes are great. So it's like, think about it. He And he didn't place top 10 last year. This was his first year. Shout out to Will. He put the work in. But when he came back from Pace University, I could tell, I, you know, my wife and I both say, he's, he's different. He's, he's, he's put the work in. And the work 
shows it, 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 you know, but you can't be delusional. You're like, oh, I'm going to win the whole thing. Now it's not that time yet, but it was time for him this year to place top 10. Now, everybody else at the studio, we tell them, it's like, if you're not, I don't care what age you are, if you're not better than the best dancer that we have on the team, then don't even expect that you're going to be the best dancer your age in the United States. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And you shouldn't even, just like me, I mean, I love basketball. I love sports. I love baseball. I can go out and practice every day. Every day I can shoot a kabillion free throws and drive to the hall. But I'm not going to the NBA next week. Not going to happen. And I would be delusional, like, oh, yeah, dog, about to go to the NBA. And with all my motivation and inspiration and pump me up, I can, I can do 100 podcasts on it. Guess what? Still not going to the NBA. And I can give it 155%. But what I could do is not be delusional and focus on the NBA. But what if I was like, you know, I want to be good enough to play on a, on a recreational league team and score some points against other adults? How about that? Right, like that that's a goal. That's attainable. Right? So and this goes for all of us. Don't like be smart about what you are understand your field and your craft and who study the people who are in your field and know who the greats are. Know where you stand on that and don't be delusional. Because you have to be honest with yourself because the only way for you to get to the next level for you is you have to be 100% honest with yourself. So let's recap. First one is, do it anyway, even when you don't feel like it. I'm not talking about being injured and dancing on the injury. Because like I said, I didn't even want my daughter to do that. But um, I'm saying, just even in, in when you're in your feelings. Kiki, do you love me? Sorry, every time I say that, it just jumps in my head. But yeah, when, you're just, when you don't feel like doing something, do it anyway if you want to be successful. Because the payoff will be great. Number two, daily discipline. I mean, I, I know it's it's not fun, but it's the only way to success. And then number three is do not be delusional. Set your goals. Make it something that you can attain. Make it something that, that's real, just like I told all my dancers. For you to get on that stage, and don't worry about what, how you place, top 10, top 20, if you get, you know. The only goal I want you to have is every correction that the, the uh, judges have given you for all year and that we've given you in class, execute those on stage, and that'll be a victory for you. And then we'll deal with next season, next because we can build from that. If you fix those, then next season we can go up to the next level. But don't be delusional. I'm like, I'm finna win first place. No, you're not. No, you're not, because there's so many things that you have to fix before you get to that first place. All right, it's your boy. Mr. Chris, this is episode number 27 of MIE Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and hanging out with me. Um, like, comment, subscribe, um, and leave me a comment on my um, on the podcast, and I'll read it on the air. So thank you uh, so much for doing that. It makes my day, helps me to keep going. And that's all I got, and your boy is out. I'm all the way up